0: Circle, produced by Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board. This is tribal sovereignty. It's our children's future. It's what our ancestors and our elders fought for. It's what we continue to fight for today, so that our people may live. This is The Circle, brought to you by the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Yoyate Health Center. I am Ray Roland, your Community Engagement Coordinator. And once again, we're bringing you all the latest information, news, and updates from the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board and the Yoyate Health Center. Uh, You can catch us twice a week here on Keeley Radio, Tuesdays at 5 p.m., Fridays at 12 noon. And you can catch up on all of our past episodes on any of our podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean.com. And as always, we want to hear from you, the people for which we serve. So if you have any questions or any topics that you want to hear uh, broadcast on our show, you know, reach out to us via social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, or you can give us a call here, 605-721-1922. Again, that's 605-721-1922 too. we want to hear from you let us know uh, your feelings on different things we want to know you know what you want to hear more of so definitely reach out to us all right now before we get into our, the rest of the show there's a couple of announcements that i want to go over with you real quick a couple of events that we have lined up or had lined up for this week and due to inclement weather um, predicted for friday march 11th we have decided to reschedule the upcoming tp and, and culture event uh, that was being hosted by the Great Plains Tribal Opioid Response Team. Uh, that was originally scheduled for the 11th of March. We have rescheduled it for March the 18th at one o'clock. That'll be between one and five p.m. and that'll be taking place at 725 North Lacrosse Street here in Rapid City. Uh, so we invite the the community to come out and experience the uh, teepee and, and different cultural aspects uh, of of teepee building and. In keeping a traditional home. So if you want to learn more about that, uh, contact Stacy Eagle Alk uh, Program Manager at 605 415 3530. Or send her an email uh, at stacy.eaglealk at gptchb.org. Again, that's Stacy spelled S T A C I dot eagle elk at gptchb.org. All right, so one of the other uh, events that we have coming up on March the 17th at 8 a.m., uh, taking place between 8 a.m. And 6 p.m. is the uh, Calling Back Our Father's Educational Event. Uh, it's educational sessions on families and family strengthening on mental health and, and providing community resources. So we invite you to come and learn with us. There'll be vendors, breakout educational sessions, games, door prizes, swag. And most importantly, fun. Uh, so, if you want more information on the "Calling Back Our Fathers" educational event taking place on March seventeenth between eight a.m. and p excuse me eight a.m. and six p.m. Uh, at the Ramcota Convention Center in Rapid City, uh, give us a call or get in contact with Grant Weston. At uh, you can email Grant at grant. Weston at gptchb.org or give us a call here, uh, 605-721-1922. Again, that is the educational event, uh, the Calling Back Our Father's educational event taking place on March the 17th between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. at the Ramcota Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. All right, so as I said before, we today we have a special show free lined up. Um, after a community needs assessment had been completed a few years ago, there was an overwhelming response to the need for more behavioral health services in the Black Hills and Pennington County. So with that in mind, it's been our goal to provide more one-on-one and group services to our relatives. Uh, One of those programs is Circles of Care. So joining us today is Altina Three Stars, Program Manager for Circles of Care. Welcome. Thanks for being here, Altina. Uh, Just start by introducing yourself and, and let us know who you are and where you come from.
1: Good afternoon, my relatives. I'm Altina Three Stars. I am an enrolled member of the Guala Lakota Sioux Tribe, and i um, born and raised in Martin, South Dakota, and I moved up here to the Rapid City area over 10 years ago, and so this is my new home. This is where I choose to settle and, and basically make a better community for our relatives. Uh, a little bit about me, uh, how I came into this position with the Circles of Care is During the beginning of the pandemic, um, we, you know, I know the community and worldwide, um, we suffered in silence and in silos with our behavioral health needs. And I was one of those individuals, um, you know, I suffered from depression, anxiety, as well as suicidal ideations. And so for me, my biggest thing is to make sure that our relatives aren't suffering from the same things that I had gone through. And so, when a position came open in the behavioral health department, um, I was super eager to make sure that our relatives were receiving this care in the community and making sure that you know we weren't forgotten about during the pandemic, basically. And so, I was lucky to be pulled aside into a, a case manager role, and then I moved up into this program manager role. And so, this has a really big you know piece of my heart. And so, this is this is what i hope for the community is to be able to um, reduce the stigma that comes with behavioral health services and you know identify the gaps in the services any barriers that might be out there any you know biases and stigmas basically and so that is actually the goal of the programming for the circles of care ultimately um, we're looking to identify gaps, stigmas, barriers, and biases in community organizations such as our own um, and other service providers in the behavioral health department, substance abuse prevention, and treatment field. So, my program basically reaches out to community health providers, uh, Monument West, Monument Health, uh, you know, behavioral management systems, all of the key players up here in Rapid City to figure out you know, where they're missing um, and, you know, any relatives are falling through the cracks. And so we do that by providing surveys. So we ask the community to fill out these surveys. We also ask out our partners and our um, providers to complete these surveys. That way we can identify where, you know, these gaps are and how we can bridge them. Ultimately, my goal with the programming is to, you know, build those better partnerships uh, by providing a continuum of care for our relatives. So from the moment, you know, they get into the door to the moment, you know, they're receiving those services, making sure they're being heard.
0: And who can participate you know, within the circles of care program? Is it just, um, Peddington County relatives or any sort of relatives that are coming through and passing through?
1: So the circles of care program is what we call the Haysapa Ketchma area. And so that's the whole entire Black Hills area, including the surrounding reservations that come into Rapid City to utilize any of the services here. So, you know, that can be, you know, Ogallala Sioux tribal members, you know, as far as, you know, Rosebud, even Cheyenne River, um, any of those tribal reservations that drive in to the Rapid City area um, to utilize any of their behavioral health or substance use disorder treatment facilities. And...
0: How many counselors or or caregivers do we currently have and what are their specialties?
1: Okay, so currently the Oyate Behavioral Health Department has 12 providers, and that includes licensed counselors, uh, licensed social workers, psychiatric nurse practitioners. Those are the ones that can provide you medications. We also have a behavioral health uh, intervention specialist, case manager, and support navigators. So basically they're different levels of support for our relatives for you know basically whatever needs that they're needing at that time we also have a pilot program going with the way program which is where are you now and they have a contract with um, our traditional advisors that can provide um, cultural intervention and services so for people who you know need wiped down during sweat you know inepe you know pro- needing that extra doctoring for their spirit, uh, we also offer those services too, as well.
0: That's awesome. You don't hear of many places offering that at all. So that is great. And then, um, so are there any other specific services or or groups that are being offered within Circle Secure, you know, within the whole behavioral health, uh, facility?
1: So yeah, so altogether the Oyate Lacrosse location offers talking circles, we do a grief and loss support group, we have recovery groups, coming up we're looking at offering a suicide and prevention support group. And additionally, there's other programs within the Great Plains Tribal Leaders Health Board that offers parenting and fathering groups on Wednesday nights at the same location.
0: And what are we doing or what can we do to kind of destignify, you know, us putting ourselves out there to get care such as
1: this. So the biggest thing when it comes to, you know, asking for help, and I, and I think that's what it is, is we have a hard time as a people asking for help, you know, letting people that we're, you know, that we're suffering or that we even need help in general. So I think the goal is to encourage our relatives to seek that help at whatever level it is that they need. and And it's up to us as providers and, you know, as an oyate, as helpers, as people in general, and part of the community, you know, to offer that hand to help when we see our relatives suffering.
0: And I know we were involving uh, a few of our relatives who utilize these services to come and tell their story. Kind of tell us a little bit more about that and what our goal is with those interviews.
1: Yes. So, I was really grateful to hear back from several of our relatives who came through our behavioral health doors when we had asked, you know, if they'd be interested in sharing their stories. And we had a handful of them say that they would love to, you know, share their story. And the goal of those is ultimately to let other people know that they're not alone. You know, it it can be really hard, you know, when you're struggling with something, especially behavioral health or mental health, and just to know that you're not alone and to share those stories of resiliency with, you know, other relatives, to let them know that there are services out there that they can be helped and that, you know, people do care. And so by encouraging them to seek that help, you know, when they need it and to know that ultimately we're trying to set a better tone of, you know, healthcare services for our relatives up here. And so letting them know, you know, no matter how insignificant it may seem to them that, you know, we really do care and we're willing to you know, offer those services to them.
0: So with that being said, what would you say to those who are still apprehensive about coming in or don't know how to uh, take that next step?
1: Okay. So I think the best thing that they can do is to be aware of their own, you know, what they're going through. Um, You can look up symptoms of depression, symptoms of anxiety, you know, just look, keeping Uh, a stock of awareness of what's going on with your thoughts with your body your physical health your spiritual health your overall well-being and kind of doing you know a calculated you know check-in with yourself to see where you're missing things or you know what's not going right just being aware of that and then seeking out those services so ultimately we're trying to provide a holistic approach you know that's mostly what we're doing here we're not just going to reach out and do you know a physical or emotional we want you to check on your spiritual well-being, too, as, a, as well with this. And so you know your body best. You know your mind best, you know, and everything else. And if you know something's wrong, then the best thing you can do is just to reach out. You know, you can give us a call at our Oyate Behavioral Health location you can, you know, stop in. Uh, we try to get rid of one of the barriers and we know one of the barriers with that is a referral. So our doors are wide open. You know, our relatives can come in, you know, off the street, say, Hey, I'm having a hard time, you know, versus having to wait, you know, two to three weeks for a referral to get put through.
0: Sure. And but if they are up at Oyate Health Center, they can easily try to get an appointment that way. Mm-hmm. Whether or they're, they don't have to go across town to Yep. Schedule as well.
1: We have had individuals come into the building and they were in crisis mode. And so as soon as one of the providers were available, we made sure somebody sits with them Great. and make sure you know, that they're not left alone during that time. Great.
0: Well, again, joining us is Altina Three Stars Program Manager for Circles of Care. Um, and where can they reach you or where can they get more information uh, regarding the, the Circles of Care and all the other programs?
1: Yeah, definitely. So our Oyate Behavioral Health phone number is 605 718 5095 and I'm also at that uh, phone number as well that's the main line my extension is 3110 if you do want more information in regards to any of the services or support groups that I talked about um, or even just questions in general I know a lot of people are inquiring about our cultural intervention and services so great
0: all right well stay tuned Uh, up next will be one of the interviews that we talked about from our one of our relatives um, and if you have any information or, 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 you know, not information, but questions for Altina, reach out to her behavioral health as well. And I thank you again, Altina, for being here with us today.
1: Thank you, guys. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Altina Three Stars, and I am with the Circles of Care program in Rapid City at the Oyate Behavioral Health Center. Today, I have with me uh, John goes in center. Mm -hmm. And uh, today, I would like to have John share a little bit uh, about his story uh, about utilizing our behavioral health services and um, just kind of whatever he is willing to share with us today.
2: Okay. Um, Thank you. Um, uh, Let me talk, Campy. I want to wish you all a Happy day, you know, uh, that's what we all strive for, is to be happy. And sometimes it's difficult, but yeah, I i had a difficult time here recently, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm okay now, but I'll introduce myself. Um, I live here in Rapid City. Again, I'm John Gosen Center. Uh, I was actually born here in Rapid City in 1949. As it was explained to me, you know, uh, there was a little community that lived behind the Mother Butler Center down there along the creek, and so as it was told, I was born at home there right, right along the creek, so. (laughs) So I've come full circle. I've, I've, uh, I was in boarding school, Uh, I was in uh, the military, and then I was, uh, went went away to college. then I ended up working in Colorado for many years and uh, founded my own consulting business, and that took me many other places working with other tribes and uh, found myself to be helping First Nations in Canada and all the way up into Alaska. So, But I also worked and taught at sainte gleshi University after uh, doing all my work, and I thought I'd retire, but here I am helping out any way I can. Uh, but I uh came to Rapid City to work at an art service organization and I left that and I did go home to Pine Ridge and took care of my mother for five years. I lived with her and cooked for her and took her to her medical appointments and anyway did that for five years and then uh she passed away and then I, uh, during that time, though I did work for the tribe uh, as an advisor for the, our Tribal Historic Preservation Office, so just give me a rundown when I think about who I am and what I've done. Uh, then my son invited me to live in Arizona, so I went down there for almost four years. Yeah, so I've been all over. And, but anyway, I ended up coming back to Rapid City, and I think this is my last place I'm going to be. I mean, so I, like I said, I've come full circle. Yeah, but uh, that's kind of who I am, in in a big nutshell, I can say um, I like it here uh, in Rapid City. I uh, I live on uh, Social Security, and and I all during my career working. I've always done artwork, been doing artwork since I was a little boy. But it's always been in the background. But today I do my artwork and it seems to be in the foreground. But I I still do some consulting work. I did found my own company doing computer mapping called GIS. So I'm still involved with that helping uh, through the uh, an organization called the Capacity Building Center for Tribes and that's an organization that's funded by the Children's Bureau which then again is under the Health and Human Services so but I do some consulting work with them helping tribes uh, doing teaching I always try to do a cultural approach to technologies so. so I still do that on occasion you know so but yeah, but I, I do a lot of artwork now and it's kind of where I'm most happy sitting on my workbench. Yep. That's great.
1: Thank you for sharing that with us. So, um, obviously we reached out to you. Um, you have been working with uh, outside oh yeah, Behavioral Health. And so, um, what kind of services have you been utilizing through um, the La Crosse location?
2: Well, Specifically, recently, I, was, I came to a uh, uh, grief support uh, group. We were meeting. We haven't met in the last two weeks, but I was coming regularly since November. Um, but here it is, February. Maybe we'll have, they'll start up again. But. So I was utilizing that. And, uh, but before that, I also came in on my own 'cause I was at a loss. I didn't know what to do. My daughter was having a very hard time and I really didn't know how to even approach her, but I looked I came here thinking there was something here for her that I could take to her to help her. But then she she did pass away before we could get her any kind of help. Uh yeah. But the staff here have been very supportive from the beginning of when I first came here seeking some kind of help and advice you know but um so I've been very appreciative and when I was asked to come and tell about the behavioral health uh, I've met so many nice people here I've always lived in the ideals of reciprocity and so I guess when they were willing to help me and even out the bounds of their professional capacity they've kept in touch with me in all kinds of ways sending me cards sending me texts sending me email checking on me because I really did have a very very hard time after my daughter's passing in fact I still do uh, I know I was the, I'm the oldest in my family and there's a lot of people that come to me for advice and And, you know, I guess I, they see me as somebody who can help them, but I really don't know who could help me, I thought. (laughs) So, but since, since meeting some of the staff here, I would like to help out any way I can and tell about my good experiences here. Yeah, that's kind of the story about how I came to, I've never really taken upon myself to, Seek any kind of counseling or help. I've always, always had to be the tough guy, you know. But, but since my daughter's passing, I didn't, I didn't think I'm so much of a tough guy anymore.
1: So, what are some of the coping skills, or what has worked for you to help you through this time during your loss? Oh
2: well, I I could say just just for the fact that uh, you know. The, the grieving support group I come to, I realize that there are others that are, you know, listening to their stories. I'm glad that the Behavioral Health here uh, puts together and organizes and uses their facilities to bring people in from the community. who The stories I've heard, they've been grieving for a long time. and Maybe I didn't realize how much I've been grieving in my lifetime, too, since the passing of my relatives and friends, you know. So in that regard, I guess I I, I like the idea that the other Lakota community we come here and share. I know I, I learned a lot from their grief and I think maybe they learned something from me, but we're all learning how to maybe cope and go forward as a community, so. I think even other services I've got from the Oyate Health, everybody's been so kind and professional. I know everybody's been complaining about the IHS. And to me, myself, I've always taken upon myself to be very proactive and and, uh, respond to them and give them respect, and they give me respect. So it's something I would like to encourage everybody is to be very proactive and be very respectful and kind because, you know, they're they're in a profession that's pretty difficult, so I would know that myself. You know, I, life's not that easy, but there's people that are dedicated, they're professional themselves in this profession of helping people, you know. So that's something I just wanted to talk about and share a little bit about, you know about our own health and such, you know, I'm learning that even now is to be more proactive. And yeah, I've had uh, broken bones and joint replacement and good dental work and, you know, I, I think of all of that, you know, that, I, that I've that i been given, it's been, so I, I have no reason to complain but but to reach out and help some more if I can in that regard. Wow.
1: Thank you for sharing, John. <laughs> I think you got all my questions. Um, yeah, so is there anything else that you want to say to the listeners or our relatives out there? Um, any oh, of
2: encouragement or? Well, I always like to encourage the youth. I mean, when I thought about it, you know, I was working with our Historic Preservation Office when they were going to tear down the tribe was are contracted to tear down the old hospital. So I thought of the history of uh, the Indian Health Service and the reservation, and, and how they come to help us in a different way. You know, I, I think about that kind of health service they had. Whether it was good or bad, you know, nonetheless, there was a responsibility that we all had to to take care of our own health instead of relying on somebody to care for our health. So that's one thing I always think about is to help people encourage themselves because we have every means available to care for ourselves. So our health concerns should not be reactive, but we we should be more proactive. And I think that's one thing I've kind of been learning, especially with the coming to the Behavior Health is, you know, I guess I did reach out to help myself, and I found the services here to be worthwhile, you know, so. But sitting down, being asked to come in and talk about that, I've I've given a lot of thought to what I might say, but I do want to encourage everybody to uh, take care of one another as well, not just rely on health services, but... And I learned that through the grieving uh, uh, support group, is that we're caring for one another, listening to one another, and we do it all in, uh, in a prayerful way. So so coming here, it's, it's not hard to tell the story, but I think it's uh, something we should all think about in, in not only caring for each other, but doing that by caring for ourselves. We're not good... For, to help anybody, if we don't help ourselves. So it's something I always believe, but but it's like I'm I'm pretty much walking that talk now. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, John, for sharing your story, for answering my questions. No, huh? oh, did I? Did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah, you, you did. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, oh. that's a wrap, Ray. Right? Thank you.